Welcome to the Divine Inspiration Network. My name is Reverend Arlene Cahet, and tonight we're going to be doing a rebroadcast of the Sacred Masculine Show with Reverend Jamel Gilliam. Now, in this particular episode, he is going to be talking about love, relationship, and marriage, and just the everyday things that people within a marriage are, you know, deal with. Now, one of the things that you should know about Reverend Jamel is he's actually opening up his church and they are going to be opening their doors on December 3rd, 2017 at 10.30 a.m. So mark that day on your calendars and if you're in the area, please, please, please come down, show your love and your support for Reverend Jamel. And it is going to be at Indigenous Artisan and Wellness Studio. And the address for that is 213 West Reed Street in Baltimore, Maryland. Again, that address is 213 West Reed Street in Baltimore, Maryland. So please come down, show your love and your support. And I look forward to seeing you there. And I definitely know that I will be. And here we are going to put on the Sacred Masculine Show. Good evening, folks. Welcome to the Sacred Masculine Show. I'm your host, Reverend Jamel A. Gilliam. Reverend J, if you really know me. Just to tell you a little bit about the Sacred Masculine Show, we are a place for spiritual brothers and the women that love them, doing regular stuff for love, for family, for community, for careers, and wealth. Although the program is moderated by masculine individuals, this show addresses the ideas and views of all those seeking to know and live the peace or the peace of God, or by any other name they may address. This show may also include humor in the human side of knowing God. So to those who have come to the realization that they are perfectly imperfect, you are indeed in the right place. Welcome home. Tonight's guest, folks, I have Mrs. Sacred Masculine Show. And so she's here uh, to join me along with some other guests. I'm going to uh, make sure they're on are you there, Krista? I am here, Reverend Williams. Okay. And uh, Mrs. are you there, Mr. and Mrs. Moulton? Yes, we are. Can you hear us? Okay. 
Yes, I can hear right. you. Welcome. All Welcome. right. Thank you, Dana. <laughs> so, thank you know, you, I, I, first I want to thank thank you. I I want to I want to thank all of you uh for being here. Um, you know, th- this is something that is really important. We're in the month of June. And as you know, June is a you know, it's a it's a month that we celebrate fathers, but it's also a month that frequently people are getting married. And for the Family Healing Circle, you know, all this month our guests, uh, Reverend Harvey, Reverend Arlene and Angela, they've all they've all been doing shows surrounding marriage. And so I, I don't want to leave uh no stones unturned. I do wanna have uh folks who are currently married on the phone and uh I want to give you guys an opportunity. I didn't get bios, but I want to give you guys an opportunity to say a little bit about yourselves, and uh, we can go into this thing. We have some questions, but we also want to have a good time because this really is about marriage and, you know, how fun it is, but also how it is recognize uh, the connection to God. Um, I want to give the Modens a chance um, to themselves. I'm, I'm not sure who's going to go first. Are we ready? Yes, sir. Yeah, thank you. Well, a little bit about us. Dana and I have been married for six years. Yeah. And uh, all together been dating for 11 years. Yeah. Together for 11 years. Yeah. And when I saw her, I said, oh, God, please help me out. And uh <laughs> um, you know, and we've been together really ever since the the, the day we met. And it's very interesting, yeah. So um what uh, I think is another very interesting thing about this is that <clears throat> uh 3 days before I met Damon, I went to a workshop with a friend of mine. And we, uh, the participants in the work in the workshop, were invited to create um, for themselves a future they wanted to live into. And I created on that day that I wanted to be in a relationship. And I named some qualities and I, and just put it out there, and that was the future I created. And then three days later, Damon came and asked if he could sit at our table my, with my cousin and me, and uh, I guess the rest is history. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing your stories. I'm always interested in hearing people's stories about how they met. Krista, are you there? I'm here. Do, do you want to share our story, or do you want me to share? I, I think I want, want the folks to hear. Not long. You know, we actually... Um, you know, this is about 10 years. 10 years ago, uh, April would be 10 years that I actually met her. And we met at the National Association for Black Social Workers, a conference that they had in New Orleans I was presenting. And um, I, I believe I asked her a question that I knew the answer to. And I came over to her. And my wife loved to tell the story, but I touched her in the small of her back. Uh, and so, the you know, yes, the rest was history because um, seven years later, I asked her to be my wife. And I say seven years, uh, someone may say, oh, why, what took you so long? Well, I'm in Baltimore, and Krista is originally from uh, Oakland, California. And so, uh, you know, there's a whole lot of movement and, you know, discussion about who and where we're going to live. And so, you know, I, I think, did I get that right, Krista? 
You got it right. And when you touched me, you forgot to say you did. Like you gave me butterflies. That's a true story. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't want to uh, toot my own horn, but that, definitely we, oh, you know, okay. we've been married <laughs> three years this April. We share these things because we know that marriages work. And I never understood what people meant when they said it. I'm actually the last of my friends, uh, a community of brothers who are married. And uh, they all have good things to say about it. None of them are, uh, you know, and so I'm here to talk about the uh, sacred masculine show. And uh sacred masculine show is about talking about regular brothers, you know, brothers that are just doing things that, you know, most people say, oh, he's doing extra. We just, you know, somebody said recently, I heard, you know, the most revolutionary thing you could do as a man is be with a woman. And, uh, you know, I think for those of us, and, and, and that's, that could be all, some, some may say that's one of the hardest things you could do, but I would celebrate it and say it's one of the uh, most revolutionary things. What do you think about that, Dana? Dana? Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I had to take it off of mute. I agree with, I agree with uh, that. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with what you say, and... Um, I, I have very similar thoughts. Um, for 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 me, um, when you say marriages work, it depends what day it is. You know, some days this is not any work at all. So, and and as long as those days, those we have more of those days than the uh, the other. In my opinion, it's a beautiful thing. I mean, you 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 continue each other's love for each other. And so it just becomes one of those things that you eventually do naturally. I've, uh, I've been fortunate to, uh, meet people who've been married for years and they, they say things like, Hey, you know, it's just, it just takes practice. It takes consistent work and practice. And then you finally get it. I, I would agree with that as well. One of the things that i that I consider part of my practice in marriage is uh, bringing uh, my best self to Damon, and that has taken coaching and encouragement. And I, I would say it goes both ways. I mean, when when you decide, when you choose, actually, because I think this decision is a little bit weaker than ch- choice, when you choose to be with someone, it really it really, when you get married to me, when you make that vow in front of your friends and in front of your God, that creates a, a whole different atmosphere to everything that you bring to your relationship that is not there when you're in a cohabitation um, arrangement or a boyfriend-girlfriend, even not right. living together. I'm glad you went there, Dana, because I think that's important. I mean, we definitely have to remember God's presence in our marriage. I mean, that is something that we, you know, some people take it lightly. Uh, Mm -hmm. Is there anything else you want to say about that, how God's presence shows up in your marriage? We're talking to Dana. Yeah, Dana, did you want to? I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm trying to. Sure. For me, uh, I guess 
because you know we've we've recently in our our lives experienced a, a, a deep loss, and I think that because of that, it makes it even that much more important for us to to honor our ourselves and each other, and so I, I really do think that following um, some really basic love uh, principles, like just deciding, really choosing to love each other in each moment, even when we're mad at each other. Like, I can't even be. So I I, I think it really just shows up with um, the state of mind that we bring to our relationships. You know, I start each morning with uh, meditation and going deep within and really feeling God's presence in me so that I can then bring forth a really nice day. And and that's that's my goal every day. You know, if when I'm blessed to wake up in the morning, there it is. Like thank you. And it starts yes. with gratitude, I believe, too. I think that's how it shows up as well. Yeah, thank you. Now, Christy, you were gonna say something too. I'm I I was going to say, too, I also think that when I I agree with everything that Dana said, but also, too, practicing grace, that, you know, so many times we want to be forgiven or understood, but you also have to practice that. And marriage is But I've had to learn probably that I've learned the most in these years of being married, where in past, relationships or when you're dating that you really don't always take into consideration is, you know, what is the other person's intention and really focusing on my my interpretation of the person's intention, um, but also being able to practice grace every day on a daily basis and really try to start a day anew and not hold it on the stuff from yesterday or from an hour ago. That you have to move forward. In about you know what is the long term goal? You know again what are what are. I'm, I you know you your um audio is breaking up on our end, but I think I got the gist of what you were saying. Um, if you have your goal to have a if. Like, I hold in my heart that I want to have a beautiful relationship with my husband. And so when we get to points where that's not showing up or being demonstrated, I stop the action. I, on purpose, stop the action until I get to a resolution and we then decide and, and that we're going to move forward together positively and that we have resolved that particular conflict. And it used to take... When we first got together, that process may may have taken two to three days. Uh, now, maybe two years ago, it might have taken, you know, a half an hour, and now it's a matter of minutes from upset to resolution. Because that's that's the practice. Because I, I, for for me, that's how I feel. I really hold that. Very important that I like. I don't let him leave the house angry because 
that that's not even going to happen. Thank you for sharing that, Dana. Before I get Damon's uh, uh, side, I wanted to tell you, Krista just joined me. We actually were on two different calls, so I just had her come downstairs. I think it was uh, just a matter of a signal. So we're we're actually on the same line um, moderating. But uh, Damon, what are your thoughts? Um, of how does God's presence show up in my marriage? Yes. Um, well, I'll go backwards a little bit before I go forward. Um, I know in the past, you know, Dana talked about us, uh, you know, maybe not agreeing or arguing or taking two or three days. Uh, I know in the past, those two or three, you know, people... Uh, want to call on God uh, when they're in, in their weakest moment and so forth. During those periods, you know, w- whether it be two or three days that we're not getting along, um, just examples of God's presence would physically show up, um, slap me in the face, and uh, just kind of reinforce to me um that I need to, you know, keep trying and and, and stay focused uh, of about getting back um, in agreement with my wife, you know. Right. Um. Yeah. And some of the I'm not going to go into all the examples, but they were just, you know, what we call uh, miracles. <laughs> Come on, give one example. Um. I got to think of the right one. <laughs> you mean <laughs> that's kind of funny? Okay, so no, nah, that's not the right one. Uh, no, nah, we'll, we'll come back. Come back. <laughs> well, you know, but you know what I want to say, and, I, and I'll share one, Damon. It's not, it's no problem. I think what's interesting, and I, I know you and I, uh, along with our wives, have have spoken about really beginning a marriage ministry. I, I know someone, you know, would wonder, oh wow, you know, you guys are just trying to start marriage ministry. And I think it's important because we need to remind folks that marriage isn't necessarily a bad thing. I mean, you know, there are some folks that probably should never be married. And they, if they realize that, that's a beautiful thing. But there are a lot of people who really, they're longing for the relationship uh, that mm-hmm. a man and woman can have. And, and, and that's not something to be uh, taken lightly. And so what I, what I'll share with you, and we talk about God's presence showing up in our marriage you know, I uh, I remember years ago watching Jada Pinkett, and Jada Pinkett was talking about her marriage to Will Smith, and their marriage was was one of the marriages. You know, we we look at them today, and we love them. I mean, every, most people look at them and say, "Oh, they're the super couple," or they what I forget the name that we use, but they're definitely the uh, power couple. Mm-hmm. And, you know that. You know, and I have friends personally here in Baltimore who I consider power couples. Uh, one one upon which I've had on the show. Another brother, you know, I know both he and his wife personally. You know, we probably all can agree on power couples that we know personally uh, here and abroad. And so when I hear, when I heard Jada say this one thing, it, it reminded me that none of this comes without work. And what she said was mm-hmm. when she and Will first got married, uh, they would have fights. And, you know, people have fights. It happens. It, it, it's, not, it's not something that you will go without having. And their fights will be so, you know, like she said, so bad that Will oftentimes would just be like, oh, you know, screw it. I'm out of here. I'm I'm leaving. I'm moving. You know, whatever. Whatever he would say to say that he was going to leave. 
And I, I laugh because I did the same. I I have done the same thing. My wife will agree. And I, you know, for anyone who knows my wife and I, we use a lot of humor. I particularly um, use humor to make my points for the sake of people understanding it's not really that serious. But I, but I, uh, I remember that, you know, you know, my wife will tell you, I've probably put her out a lot. <laughs> or I've threatened to leave. <laughs> uh, well, that has actually, before David and I got together, I broke up with him twice. He says it's only once, but we'll just leave it at we work together a couple of times. But, but see how it takes work? I mean, and that's, and that's my point. And so when I, when I talk about God's presence, you know, the presence came up when you have a person who, even if you're not there, they're there. And I'm not saying allowing themselves to be abused or mistreated, but really just having the faith that at that moment you can't have for yourself or the relationship. And that's the part that God showed up in our marriage because there were just moments, I mean, moments where I was just, when I look back, am in awe about it. And and I got to tell you, I am essentially the person who, who enjoys, and see, that's the other side, I enjoy processing. My wife probably won't talk about it, but I am the, the you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a therapist by trade. I will talk about it. And so I'm like, let's talk. <laughs> and she's probably like, man, get out of here. <laughs> so so with, with uh, that comment, with the Will Smith data comment, that that really opens up for the what I was going to say about God's presence and these little mini miracles. So I mean, I've had those experiences where I want to get in the car and, and drive away, and when I go to the car, uh, my tire's flat. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm like, I know. Now, I, I got to back. flat in the more. No, no, no. And it just, you know. I guess it would be our um, marriage angel. Our marriage angel, yeah. So, you know, I'm getting ready to drive, and then the tire's flat, and I'm like, I got to go back in the house. (laughs) (laughs) And face this woman again. Well, and what I like to say is that God God has a sense of humor because what is interesting for us is like Jamel said, I'm from California. I do not have any family here. So my textbook response in relationships is, you know, I will ignore somebody, you know, and then I'll spend time with my family and I'll never have to talk to you again. Well, he is my only family here. So even when, you know, one of us say we're leaving, it's like we really have nowhere to go. Like where are we going to go? You know, God has created a situation where we are here and we stuck together with each other and we have to work it out. So it is very interesting, you know, I always say God has just such a sense of humor because oh. even when I get mad and say I'm going to leave, and Damon, I got to tell you, I got friends, and when we talk, we all joke, you know, we, we, we may be going out to the movies or go to the bar, wherever we go, you know, in the past through the years, mm-hmm. the conversation they've had has been the same thing. I mean, it's always like, you know, there's nowhere to go, you know, something stops them or prevents them from taking the out. And that's going to be an out, but I think you know, if because you really want what you want, and that's that's your woman. You know, you have there's nowhere else to go. And I think, you know, I'm not by no means uh, condoning that you stay in a, you know anyone stay in an unhealthy relationship. But I think it's important, you know, to know that there will be situations. You know, and that's you know like even just talking about Jada and Will, there were situations. And and look at them now. I mean, none of us can phantom, 
you, you look at this couple from the outside, and most of us all say, we say they never fight. Well, that's not true. She confirmed it. And, and the truth is, marriage is work, and you move forward because you love each other and because, you know, despite anything. I mean, I had a friend that said they never fought, and I was like, well, somebody's lying because if you never have a disagreement at all, how can that be? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's just not human nature. <laughs> it's not. It's not. So, yeah. So thank you for sharing human that. nature. Uh, we have another question. What are your thoughts about forgiveness um, as it relates to your marriage? Because we, we talk about forgiveness a lot, my wife and I. It's a big concept in our marriage. I mean, I, I always say, you know, being married is, means forgiving someone every day. Absolutely. Maybe several times a day. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I think that was your your response. Because being, you know, it's like I'm getting a self righteous mood every now and then, and so <laughs> he snickered on that one, and and so will he. So it's it's really important to understand that, um, you know. People are human, so if you don't have room to forgive, then it, you're going to have a, I don't know, a brittle life. It's well, you, well, we wouldn't, you wouldn't stay together. Yeah, because no one's perfect. So, uh, you know, the, for me, the conversation of, and thoughts of forgiveness are usually around me and what I've done. So I, I don't know. I think forgiveness in general for, uh, uh, like, just not taking anything personal throughout throughout any part of your life makes it, uh, makes your life a lot easier. You know, you can then look at compassion when somebody's getting all bent out of shape. Even when Damien gets all bent out of shape with me, I, I go through all kinds of emotions of empathy, compassion, then I get mad at him back. And, I mean, but you have to forgive because it's giving, it's, it's giving space for people to be human. Right. 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 And what I was trying, what I was saying when I was speaking earlier, when the when the phone was breaking up, was too. It helps me when you when I think about like what is the other person's intention. You know, are they intending to hurt me? Are they intending to try to take me down? Are they intending to do X, Y, or Z? And usually, it is not their intention. Usually, it is that person is trying to get their needs met, and you know, ego gets in the way. You know, my ego gets big and puffed up or his ego gets big and puffed up and when I start looking at it from that point of view is that I know that he is not trying to intentionally inflict some kind of harm on me so not to let my ego take charge of the situation and really take a step back for me that's what makes it easier to forgive because I know that it's not his intention to to do me harm and then I can you know think about it you know in a way of, you know, exactly what it is that's trying to get addressed here. What need is he trying to get met? What need am I trying to get met? Um, and I think that that's an important part of practicing forgiveness. And also I want to be forgiven when I do stuff. Right. So that's where the whole part about practicing the grace that you want to receive um, and not holding on to it because I don't like it if, if he holds on to something or when he's walking around angry with me, but then I want to walk around angry at him, you know, it doesn't work that way. You have to practice it the same way you want to receive it. It's, you know, how I try to approach it. Right. 
And and for all those who, who I, I just want to reiterate, for all those who are listening out in the blogosphere, you know, the beauty of marriage, I mean, I know folks are saying, oh, well, they're talking about having fights. Well, we're not really talking about having fights as much as we're talking about the rules of engagement when it comes to fighting because there are, mm-hmm. you know, expectations when we talk about, you know, having disagreements. I mean, I said earlier, there there's going to be no couple that's not going to have a disagreement about something, even if it's about if there's children involved, if there's, if you're just going to the grocery store, I mean, you, my wife may want to buy low-fat milk, and I may want to buy uh, almond milk. I mean, and, and that's not necessarily the, the 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 disagreement. But you know, folks, we're all brought up in our own way. We we come from two different sets mm-hmm. of parents. We've had as adults from zero to now two different sets of experiences, and we're trying to merge those two things together. I mean, marriage means merging, and so you know, it's it's really about understanding how can you. How can you do that? How can you forgive? How can you compromise? Mm-hmm. How can you remember that this is the one? And I think one of you, uh, one of the Moldens said it earlier, before God, you profess to be with this person, you know, and, and, and it's, there's constant reminders. And so, I, you know, it's a lot of things. I mean, I talk about expectations, but do you guys have any expectations that you would, uh, you know, for folks out there who may be thinking about marriage, who are interested in marriage, uh, what are your thoughts about expectations? Well, well, for me, um, I try not to have any expectation. I know in the past I've had expectations that weren't communicated. I think, we, and I think we both may have done that back and forth. Um, if I do have an expectation, I have to clearly state it. You know. Okay. What about you? Uh, yeah. So. As it just to piggyback on what you're saying, mm-hmm. um, I think that you have to learn your partner's communication style, mm. and by doing that, that allows you then to to uh, really try to understand if there is an expectation there or not. Like for instance, Damon would have expectations of me because um, he had relationships with other women in the past who were more um, uh, domestic, I'll say. So um, not understanding that, you know, wanting a home-cooked meal that he didn't have to cook every now and then is an expectation that I wasn't really on my radar to fulfill because, I didn't operate like that. I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm gonna treat you. I'm gonna take you out to dinner and, uh, yeah. But so you know, what I considered pampering him and making him feel good, he he wanted something else out of that. So we, but it took a while to learn that. You know, it actually took years to really get to understand that. That as a as a woman who isn't uh, a tra- I, I don't consider myself like a traditional woman. I, like I've never been a domestic type. For, like you know, of women that cook meals for guys to win their hearts and all that stuff. I, I was the intellectual type. You know, we're we're right. going tete a tete. That's what gets me, you know, interested. So, um, to learn that that's something that guys expect and 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 more specifically that 
the man that I'm really interested in expects, um, it took some uh, uh, awakening, I would say, mm-hmm. some really paying attention. Um, so, and I would say if you really want to develop a relationship with a person, you really have to pay attention. Right. I also think, too, you have to be clear about, like, your expectations as well um, because, you know, there's conscious expectations. You know, I think a lot of women, we make a list of all all these things that we want in a man or in a relationship. But, you know, also, you know, thinking about, again, what expectations do you have that are realistic, you know, um, and having those conversations and those discussions. Because I do think that if they're, you know, most of the time, I would say for me and Jamel, when it is a conflict, it's usually because there's some expectation that somebody had that the other person is clueless about. And so keeping in mind that we cannot read each other's mind right. and that, you know, just because I have it as an expectation that it's going to be X, Y, and Z, that, you know, like you said, with the cooking of the dinner or whatever, if the other person doesn't have it as an expectation, that you have to get on the same page about those kinds of things. Um, and my, my, like you said, communication style, my communication style is, you know, avoid the conflict. Um, so hmm. I tend to not say when something is bothering me, but you can see it all over my face and in my body language, whereas Jamel is much more direct. Um, so that's, you know, just even in those little nuances about how we communicate and what's the expectation. To me, the expectation is when we get upset, we go to our separate corners until we calm down. To him, the expectation is, no, we're going to talk it out until, you know, we have resolved it. So really being clear and communicating and coming to some kind of common ground as it relates to expectations, I think is an important element to, you know, relationship. Right. Danny, did you want to uh, add anything? Uh, Damon, did you want to add anything to that? Uh, no, that, I think um, we kind of rehashed her a couple times. Okay, it's pretty you clear. know, um, it's interesting. It sounds like we're it sounds like we're all saying the same thing. Yeah. Well, you know, it's you interesting know, when I um, go ahead. Go ahead I I find that uh, expectancy expectation really works as a powerful tool in um, uh, developing yourself. Because all all of the things that we've been talking about so far, as far as work, marriages work, actually, I was the work. I worked on me in this marriage. Um, as it relates to forgiveness, I forgave myself, and then I forgave him. All this stuff was... Is to, so as it relates to expectations, and, and I use positive expectancy in almost every in yeah almost every aspect of my life, and 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 it's a practice because I I can recognize. So as it relates to marriage, I bring up that I am creating a joyful, wonderful relationship with this person. Um, so that we'll continue to walk together. You know, what's what's interesting about uh, we talk about we talk about marriage. I mean, there's definitely, like you just said, so many spiritual lessons to be learned about ourselves. And you know, I, the, the one of the questions actually said, since marriage, what other spiritual lessons have you been taught? And I, I have to tell you. I know that I, you know, people joke about my wife and I looking alike, 
But I know that I, <laughs> I met a mirror. <laughs> I met a mirror image of myself, and so you know, you you begin to not hide. I think when you're single, and this isn't a shot at single people, it's easy to hide. Um, but when you are uh, when you are with a person who you say is your mate, you know, he or she, you know, is right there in front of you. And if you know if you guys have the right kind of communication, you're going to find out what those things are that you need to work on. Oftentimes, when you're single, you know, and I and I and I'll share this, you know, in my single man days, I would just get up and go home, or I wouldn't call her anymore, or whatever. You know, I had I had my own behaviors that I you know that I account for, but I you know, it, but I never worked on those things because I was just a single man who did what I did. It was almost like a serial dating, you know. So I, nobody had nobody could confront me, nobody could address me. This is who I was. I was proud of it. I, I beat my chest, and this is what it was. So, you know, at some point we have to come to the place where we, um, you know, we, we're honest with ourselves and know that in a marriage, you know, our partner is going to mirror us and going to, you know, be that reminder, you know, that most of us need. You know, whoever we say we are, you're, you know, or, or whoever it is we say we want to be, your partner's there to remind you. If you're familiar with the, uh, what's the Jahari's window concept, you know, who who you are that you know, who you are that nobody knows, who you are that uh, everybody knows, and who you are that, that that's 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 the unknown. And you know, there's there's things that you know we need to learn about ourselves that only your partner can tell you. Mm. Yeah, Dan and I have actually had that conversation, um, you know, semi recently. You, want okay. you said you yeah. said recently. Yeah, it's kind of semi recently have had that uh, conversation that uh, even through the, the the struggles of staying in the relationship that we've kind of brought out um, some better qualities or learning experiences for each other, maybe unintentionally. Okay, but it really is through our commitment to being together. To, right. to bust through those things, yeah. <clears throat> and, and, and let's you know talk about Rose. Yeah, I, I was going to tell you before I go into Rose, I can't mm-hmm. imagine being with anybody else having to learn all over again, someone else. I mean, that, that'd be pretty hard. That's, you know, you get to a point, <laughs> you, like, I just, I'm, be, I'm just beginning to realize that we kind of adjusted to each other's uh, habits. <laughs> Can you imagine learning somebody else? It would take a while. It's so funny that you should say that because, um, you know, the the converse, one of the conversations that we had before we got married, I told Dayton, and this is when I was breaking up with him, <laughs> that, you know, you could, there are 10,000 women right in this city of Baltimore that you could be with and have a wonderful life with. And I think I think it's a lot easier than you think, than, than you think it is. It really is. I, I'll... Yeah, that's why I remain <laughs> you know, you know, I don't think you agree. <laughs> yeah, that's why I remain single for so long. I mean, you know, there are some fun girls out there. Now, if you want to talk about that, a lot of fun, good time girls, but they're, you know, girls who want to work, women who want to work with you and pay bills and take care of houses and take care of children and, you know, match you intellectually. You won't get those packages together. I mean, I'm, and maybe I'm just overspeaking that. I, I, I will say, I mean, you can, now if you want to spend some money on a lot of women who will love to spend it with you, there's a lot of those ladies out there. They'll love, they'll love you. But uh, in my opinion, I think there's probably less than we know 
um, until they figure it out themselves. And I'm not saying that they'll never get there, but there are a lot of folks that are just trying to have a good time. And I'm not also I'm not implying that married people don't have a good time. I guess I shouldn't say that either because uh, we have because <laughs> my wife and I have a great time. I have a I have you know we have this comedy routine and, and it's kind of funny because I I will uh, I have a voice that I have for her her voice that's when I'm mocking her. And it's so funny because I, I don't know. Do you have a voice for me? I'm sure she does when I'm not paying attention. Uh, and my kids, you know, so we all we all engage in family fun around, you know, just using humor as our, you know, as our entertainment at dinner when we're just out and about in the car. Um, yeah, so I, I think that's important. But I want to talk about roles. Um, I think that's that's really good. You kind of mentioned a little bit. Um, we have a traditional to to an extent. Roles, would you agree, Krista? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not ashamed to say it. I think uh, you know, but it's nothing wrong with with folks who have. I have I have friends whose you know wives work and they clean the house and take care of the children and that works for them. And there's nothing about nothing wrong with that. But it really it depends on what are you willing to do to maintain the household. What are your thoughts about that? Well, um, I know in, in our house. I think there are, as far as roles, I think there are some kind of lines with the roles, but they're they're kind of gray, and they do vary from year to year, month to month, a little bit. Um, Because the way I feel about uh, marriage and living living with someone forever is uh, I know that they might not be 100% all the time. And uh, that doesn't necessarily. Yeah, I understand that, and I, I don't. I think I'm pretty good at filling in um, the other roles for temporarily. Yeah. So it's funny. As, it, as so, we don't have children. Um, so it's just the two of us. So as it relates to household, you know, the daily household stuff, we do treat it kind of like roommate chores and. You know, I was I was trying to assert some roles like, um, Damon, you're the guy. Please just take the trash out. Why do I have to take the trash out too? Right. But I was, but I feel like I do the laundry and you know that kind of stuff too. I do co- I do the cooking, the kitchen. So it doesn't do bathrooms too hot though. Like every <laughs> morning. You sound like my wife. You you sound like Krista. <laughs> you know what's interesting? Because I think she had a conversation with another young woman. You want to talk about that? Because that was a conversation about that, about roles and uh, what men uh, – men. because uh, I travel snow, and I live I live on the, uh, on the corner, so I have to do the whole perimeter. I cut mm-hmm. grass, and I have, a, I have a big yard. I do take out the trash, but I think there's a part of me that get offended if, you know, my wife has her nonverbal language, and so she'll take the trash out the can, but it will be waiting at the door. <laughs> It won't necessarily make it to the camp. So it's kind of interesting. And it won't go outside. It'll just be at the door kind of saying, hey, Jamel, you know, you forgot, you know. And I, I kind of laugh about it when I see it. Like, oh. That's only because there's rats in Baltimore that we don't have in California. Well, we don't have rats in mm-hmm. the house. No, so I'm talking about out by the trash cans every, you know, when it gets a little bit too hot. Yeah. All it took is for me to see one one time. And yeah, yeah. So, so it's kind of funny because. I pick up on those nonverbal uh, those nonverbal signals. It, it's kind of it's kind of interesting um, when she does it because she really 
she just kind of looks at me like, oh, okay, the bag is at the door, mm-hmm. and I'll just take care of it. Um, I, one day I'll have her out there cutting grass. We'll see. I, I'll see what you guys posted on that. <laughs> well, that's so funny because, like, I lived alone for so long that I had my own routine for everything. And, you know, this whole thing about, you know, learning how to live together, like, I get what you mean. There are there were sticking points in us learning how to live together. Like I like the kitchen dishes in arranged in a certain way. Have always had it arranged a certain way, and I had to give that up if I wanted to really just be happy. Right. <laughs> Things like yeah, that. Wife, you know, I, after a while, you just it's not worth it. It's not worth an argument. It's not worth you know steaming inside because damn it, these dishes aren't stacked the right way. Yeah, you know, people yeah, get we out of shape about all kinds of stuff. And, and that's funny because we we have some similar. I mean, we she uh, she washes the dishes with. She uses. I guess she's used to two sinks, so she'll use the basin, kind of a rinse basin. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of like put everything in there together, and and you know pull them out together. I have a different approach to it. So <laughs> it's, it's you know, and that's and that's that's the, the, it's actually funny. I mean, we if we can laugh about that, we can. We can learn to move forward in our marriages. But so many people, when you get to the root of their arguments, it's like you you guys are arguing because he left the seat up. And I'm not saying that that's okay, but at the root of the relationship is something like that. Like you had an expectation, he forgot or neglected to or whatever. I mean, I don't know. You know, people have different reasons why they do it. And as a result, you guys are arguing. And that that happens frequently. I mean, you know, it's one thing if, as a result, you guys are uh, the house is being uh, foreclosed. I don't know what 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 are some serious things, or you know, I mean, infidelity, or I mean, and, and some would even argue that even that is not a reason. But I, but I am here to say that we got to know that we all have different ways of communicating um, in our marriage, and we just got to you know, respect that. Mm-hmm. And also that no no two marriages look alike. So what works. For us, it might not work for for other people. For us being more traditional, and it is because I am more of a nurturer and a caretaker just by nature. Um, but when when I was in California, I was living on my own. You know, I was living like Sex in the City single. You know, having a great <laughs> old time um, before I got the call. You know, that Jamel was ready. Um, so, you know, it, 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 <laughs> she sounded like she got picked from a lineup. I mean, I, I don't did. understand I that. Was in a room like, okay, in you got interviewed. You passed. Passed it. You, your 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 results came back. You're the one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you know. So you, we, you know, this is, no, go ahead. No, go ahead. Finish your thought. We gonna see Damon. I was gonna no, say. Was you know. Say, you, but you know we. Okay, go, Krista. Go ahead. No, I was just I was just going to say that we had to agree, you know, what works for us. And for some, you know, some the young lady who we was talking about, who who was having a conversation with me, for some people, the way the way that we manage things or handle things, it might look crazy to them, but it's what works for us. And you have to figure out what works for you. That's what I was right. going to say. Ready. I was going to say that, uh, yeah, I was going to, I was going to just point out that you know throughout the, the conversation, we're using kind of um, I'm going to call them cliche examples of uh, marriage, you know, dishes, uh, man's role, trash, so forth. 
and well, because all, all those things are real and do come up. And I just wanted to just acknowledge uh, one thing that may be a cliche as far as uh, conflict in a marriage and finances. And um, I'm pretty sure, I don't think Dana and I really argue about money. And that works both ways when we have it and when we don't have it. Um, Right. I don't, that that's never put a wedge between us. That's very yeah, interesting that's because so money, do. money and infidelity are the two things, the most, two most common things that break up a marriage. Right. And usually right. it's all around uh, trust. Right. For both of them, right. betrayal and trust. You know, people right. who have spent thrifts that are married to savers and you know, uh, discovering thousands of dollars of credit card debt that they didn't know of, you know, all kinds of... uh, I think that what being married has allowed for me uh, in really developing myself is developing the courage to, to say things and being vulnerable with myself and my feelings. Um, uh, for instance, um, at one point in our relationship in the past, um, Damon and I had a, a really difficult time because I wanted to follow, uh, a career path that would have created a lot of travel in my life. And we were going through some difficulties because we hadn't, we weren't seeing each other regularly. And, um, I recently saw for myself that that was a big block going forward because I felt I had, I guess, subconsciously associated really expanding and growing with the possibility of losing Damon. And that was a blind spot that I had, but by having a conversation and really poking at what is underneath this with a safe partner, we got mm-hmm. we got somewhere in that conversation. I don't think that would have been able I could have that type of relationship with someone I wasn't deeply connected with. Yeah, and, and earlier right. we talked about we talked about um, um, expectations being um, discussed in detail and so forth. Uh, this is something that Dana was going through that I wasn't aware of. And when she brought it to my attention, it took maybe a half a second. And uh, my thought was, oh, that's nonsense. You know, not her feelings and her thought, but um, that, that she thought I might possibly leave her because of this or that. You know, in my mind, that, that was like, not even realistic, you know. Mm-hmm. But we just had never really talked about it. Mm-hmm. And that's definitely important, you know, when you say communication. I think oftentimes we uh we forget that how much of a necessity, you know, that is. I mean and that's something that's free, you know, in a relationship. I mean you you know, you wake up, you look, you know, this is the person you see. You go to bed, this is the person you see. Why not, you know, and open your mouth and say something and let this person know, hey, this is what I'm thinking, this is what I'm feeling, this is how we 
exchange who you know who we are you know in this marriage and let's share let's share this life together and be honest uh, completely honest with what it is that we we want and what it is that we need mhm <clears throat> that re- that reminds me of I had read a book years ago, like something called How to Get Married or something like that. And and I can't remember. It was in the 90s. And there were four C's that were essential to that you should even look for if you want to consider this person as a mate. And one of the C's was communication. One of the C's was compatibility. One of the C's was chemistry. And I can't remember the fourth. But... I really think that communication is so important. So many people swallow their feelings, they hold things in, and and that has been to the detriment of their relationship, their relationship at work, their relationship with their parents, their relationship across the board. (laughs) Excuse me, and I've made a commitment to to not step over anything, not swallow anything that was uncomfortable because that that held on resentment that slowly builds up and erodes and erodes at the relationship that you're really trying to build because you got this grudge that you, yeah so you gotta you gotta address right. it right then whatever is uh, troubling you yeah thank you for that. Dana, we have two people on the line. I'm not. Sure. Do you, are you guys open to taking uh, questions, calls? Sure. We are, listen. Let me see if they are uh, interested. Hello, you're live. Hi, this is Lisa. Hey, Lisa. Hey, Lisa. Hey, Lisa. She is the cause of why we are together. <laughs> oh wow! So, thank you for calling, so, Lisa. Yeah, so first of all, y'all know I absolutely love y'all. And you all are just so inspiring to me. I am absolutely delighted that you, I'm talking Damon and Damon here, that y'all found each other and that y'all... when I think of cherish, that's you guys are what I think about. So thank you. Well, you yeah. know we love you too, of course. That's my ace boom boom from back back back. I knew her since before thank she was born. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Lisa. Thank you, Lisa. Yeah, and I really am. Delighted that Jamel and Krista are, you know, have created a forum where married couples can really, um, you know, kind of discuss, like, what's important for their marriages. Um, Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll say in terms, you know, I'm single, and I would love to, you know, find that person that I can be that honest with and can be that vulnerable with, and it's just is so heartening to hear um, you all share your story. So thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Lisa. 
Thank you for your comment, Lisa. Definitely. Any anyone got any other thoughts? I wanted to say what, what um she was talking about the four C's. I didn't read I don't I don't know necessarily which book you're talking about, but I was thinking if it was a fourth C that I had to say I would say compromise. Um is mm. a huge part of it that, you know, in relationship no one person gets their way all the time. And so just being able to compromise um is a huge part of mm. you know, marriage and relationship. So that's what I was thinking yeah. about as you were talking about if it was a fourth C, what would I think the fourth C was? You know that's what's a good one. about the compromise is you learn that you uh you know, when you're single, you know, I think, you know, you definitely and I'm not belittling any any single persons out there. I think you have a choice to compromise when you're single. But when you're married, you know, it's kind of a, a necessity. And so, you know, you may get your way, you may not get your way. When when you're single and you don't get your way, you just take your toys and go home. When you're mm-hmm. married and you don't get your way, that's the person that's in the bed next to you, you know. And so you have to really, um, you know, be mindful how you want to carry that. If you want to have a grudge, if you want to forgive, if you want to make up, if you want to process it. And that's, that's really important, I think, you know. So I'm glad she introduced that. That's really it. I, mean, I, I know that we both, you know, worked on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, you know, like I said, I really do enjoy talking to my friends who are married and their stories and how they've overcome the, I call them growing pains, um, you know, that, that will happen in marriage. Definitely growing pain, definitely, because I think through that we've both grown a lot through learning compromise, definitely. Can I uh, jump ahead? So jumping ahead, jumping ahead, um, you know, we've talked and you've asked a question um, about my definition of partnership now versus what I learned growing up. And um, I didn't really learn anything growing up um, about marriage. Um, Same, you know, my father is somebody who's been married either four or five times. I stopped counting. Um, and a lot of people that, um, I, I grew up with that, uh, you know, I guess what you would consider pillars of the community, they all usually had a wife and a girlfriend. And, um, so I didn't get that either. So I, I really never really looked at, uh, I just had to do this one, uh, I guess on my own. <laughs> But I had an example of my grandparents to look toward and a couple of the, the, the relationships in my on my father's side of the family. My mother and father broke up a long time ago. So I never saw a partnership. I saw my mom um, and me. And, um, and so uh, I think, again, this is a creation that Damon and I have made um, the relationship that we have because I I don't think we've seen it modeled. Uh, we just made the choice. We really want to have a beautiful relationship. We only got one time around as far as we know, so make good of it. <coughs> and since that, and since and I think that's the first marriage didn't work out too tough, I figured I'd bring something a little bit different to this one. <laughs> That's all right, you know, he he got you ready for Dame for Damon. 
That's all. Exactly. My, my wife loves to say that. <laughs> did you want to talk about your destination? <laughs> did you want to talk about that partnership now versus what you learned? Um, you know, I think it's interesting because I was raised by very strong. I have um, six aunts. Um, and my mom, and so I was raised by very strong, dominant women, um, and so I didn't see too much marriage. My grandparents were married, um, and my grandmother is a very strong influence, um, I think, as I relate to, to partnership. My grandfather was an alcoholic, so, you know, they, they, they had rocky times in their marriage, but it was definitely a stick together no matter what, and part of it was the time that they grew up in. But I think the person who I probably role model myself after anybody is probably my grandmother because my grandmother is the most loving human being you would ever want to meet, and she has just always been that way. She does not know a stranger, um, mm-hmm. you know, just const- you know, never has a bad word to say. You know, I, I probably heard her cuss maybe once or twice in my lifetime, but just one of these kind of people who is genuinely a loving person. Um, and so that is who I think I try to role model myself after just in any kind of relationship that I that I have with people that, you know, you want to treat people, you know, nice and treat them in the right way, even if, if they are not necessarily the same way to you, that you just don't change who you are. Um, and I mm-hmm. think as far as partnership and marriage goes, that we're defining it for ourselves now as we go along because uh, right. not necessarily having the role models. Right. right. Uh, thank you for that. I, I I definitely, you know, want to add. I mean, you know, with my beautiful wife, you know, shared. You know, the uh, what's interesting to me is that I didn't really have many role models. Like some of what you guys have said, you know, uh, my mom, you know, she's divorced. My mom and dad weren't themselves married to each other, and so, um, you know, I just kind of what I did was I picked different different things from different people that I knew that were successful. And that mm-hmm. actually worked for me because, you know, it was important that I show my children different things than what I was exposed to and, and not continue the cycle. You know, if I if I yeah. continue the cycle, and if, you know, nothing will change. And so I, I made a decision that I'm going to do things differently than what my mom showed me, what my dad showed me, with the, with the gentleman that raised me who wasn't necessarily my father and was married to someone else. You know what they all showed me. I was going to do differently, and so you know that what was in, that's important um, for for me. It was important for my children, all those people who I you know I impact. And so you know, I, as far as I'm concerned, I'm still growing up. You know, and I'm still uh, evolving in this partnership that I have that I call a marriage and that I call a family. All right. So. Um, we're we're just about out of time. I wanted to definitely thank you to uh, you know the motors. Is there any one way that folks can get in contact with you um, if they need to? Because I think we need to take this you know healthy black marriage thing a little bit further. I mean, even if it's just an email, is there a way that folks can uh, get in contact with you if they have some questions or some thoughts or sure. you know, how can folks reach Actually, if they need to? If, 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 we have uh, an email, dndmolden, M-O-U-L-D-E-N, at gmail.com. Okay. Thank you. So can you say that again, Dana? D-N-D, like Dana and Damon, but it's the letter N in between, M-O-U-L-D-E-N, at gmail. 
dot com. Okay. Well, thank you, Krista. Do you want to share ours? Um, yes. And if people want to reach out to us, we can be it's team T E A M Gilliam G I L L I A M at Gmail. So team Gilliam one nine. Sorry, team Gilliam one nine at Gmail. Okay. You both. Do you guys have any final words uh, before we close out? Um, I'd just like to say just, you know, thank you for uh, bringing this uh, subject up. And, uh, and like Lisa, piggybacking on what Lisa said, just bringing the venue for it to be discussed. Um, I know Dana and I have um, expressed, uh, you know, wanting to be around more married people. So this is, yeah, you know, this is kind of a way important. to, yeah, we think it's important, and this is an, an extension of that. And well, uh, thanks, thanks for inviting us to share um, our perspective. I really appreciate the opportunity. Well, I, I, I thank you. And I, I look forward to definitely connecting with you again. I think, you know, what's important is that folks, I mean, you know, we really do need to see positive, healthy black marriage. And, and it's not going to always uh, be exactly what we think. It's just going to be how it is. And I think it's important that, you know, just like you two have demonstrated, my wife and myself and all the people that we all know together demonstrated, I just want to encourage you guys to keep pushing, you know, keep fighting a good fight. Uh, it, it is a process. It is work. Uh, nobody said, you know, that, you know, there are many books out there, but nobody really, you know, there's no one book on how to do it. And, you know, no, we've God read about three. <laughs> <laughs> You want to share that for people? Yeah. What are the books, Dana? What are the books? Oh, His Needs, Her Needs by uh, uh, mm-hmm. Gilly, um, uh, Willard. Mm-hmm. Willard Harvey? Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Oh, goodness. His Needs, Her Needs is one of the best. Um, uh, and another book that helped me was Anatomy of the Spirit by Carolyn Mice. And uh, uh, marriage. I know we read. I know I read another one. Oh, Love Busters by Willard Harley. I think is his name. Anyway, I'll get that to you. Okay. Definitely good for folks out there that are listening. There's a a, a book that uh, Chris and I use. I mean, we all know about the five love languages, but there's a book called The Invisible Wedding. That actually, mm-hmm. I picked that up at uh, Spiritual Empowerment Center, and I found that to be—I can't think of the author right now—but that particular book was very uh, helpful because it really did talk about the presence of spirit in the midst of the marriage that you two have together. You know, basically saying that each one of you are married to two people, you know, two two entities: yeah. your spouse and God, and being mindful mm-hmm. of that. And I think that's that's important uh, as we continue to have you know, healthy, healthy black marriage uh, in our lives. Um, so definitely wanted to encourage folks out there. Uh, you know, um, I definitely, like, again, I wanted to uh, say to you guys, uh, Deborah Ricks uh, sent me a, a text basically saying, it's time for you guys to write that book. Why don't y'all write that book? So I think that <laughs> sounds like that's a cute mode. And, you know, um, oh, that's too funny. You, know, you guys can get out there. You know, and, 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 you know, plenty of couples have written books together and been successful. So, I, you know, I definitely want to encourage you. Um, my okay. wife is working on a Ph.D. program, so I, I'm sure uh, that will come after her dissertation. 
But I want to welcome, I want to thank you guys uh, uh, for being on the show, and we're going to do this again. Sounds good. Okay. Thank you. We'll see you soon. Thank you. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Well, it sounds like we don't we don't have anything else to talk about. But what I want to do is encourage everyone here that's in the marriage to definitely be mindful of the love that they have for their spouse that they had in the beginning is the love they should have consistently and throughout. The love that they have for God is the love that they sh- is the same love they should have for their spouse. Knowing that their spouse is human just as they are, should be forgiven as they are. Knowing that. You know, we may sometimes have expectations, but there's also opportunities to forgive. And and and, and don't be so uh, caught up on how things are supposed to be, as you know, but knowing that everything is fluid and flexible and marriages will evolve. Uh, this is your host, Reverend Jay, signing off. Thank you for listening to the Sacred Masculine Show. We are here every third Thursdays, and I will see you then. God bless. the Sacred Masculine Show, which was hosted by Reverend Jamel Gilliam. Now, we're going to put out a reminder here, family, that Reverend Jamel's church, the Universal Centers for Love, is going to be opening its doors on December 3rd, 2017 at 10.30 a.m. And that his church is going to be held at Indigenous Artisan and Wellness Studio. Now, the address for that is 213 West Reed Street. That's R-E-A-D, Reed Street in Baltimore, Maryland. So please come down, show your loving support for Reverend Jamel if you're in the area. And we want to thank you so much for joining us this evening. So we love you. We bless you. We appreciate you. We thank God for you. And we know that wherever you are, God is.